good morning and good coffee. Hey everybody, it's time for morning coffee with Larry and I've got my nice cup that while my Keurig was making it, I was sitting there just enjoying the smell as it came out of the spout. Mmm, feels good on a cold morning. I have not ventured out yet, but there was definitely a temperature change last night. My, uh, uh, my youngest daughter came by and uh, we sat outside to visit for a while and just look at the stars. There was only a little bit of clouds in the sky and they were just beautiful. And then after a little while, she said, okay, I'm cold. We need to go inside. <laughs> I don't know what the temperature is. Let me quick pull that up. It's what time is it right now? Uh, it's 10 after five here this morning. And it looks like yeah, at our location, it is 50 degrees, uh, coming from a low of 49. So it's just ticking up a little bit. And boy, that's different from earlier in the week, that's for sure. But yeah, now it's getting to be, uh, uh, well, for me, any time of year is soup weather. But now maybe my wife will let me make more soups because it's it's a little bit chillier and and, uh, and I just, well, I just love soup and hot coffee and, and, uh, hot, hot apple cider. Do you guys ever drink that? Um, great thing if you pick up some, uh, apple cider this fall at the store and then heat it up and throw in a few of those candy red hots and, uh, oh, it's, it's good stuff going there. But... I wanted to share with you guys a little bit of something that just happened um, yesterday in one of my sessions. Um, I had a very pleasant surprise, um, one of my counseling clients, in describing something, used a word that's kind of like one of my code words, and emphasized it and then looked at me, you know, to see if I was going to pick it up. And it just kind of tickled me, um, you know, because that that meant something that was, to me, that meant something that I had said, something that I had reinforced, wasn't just forgotten, but actually got incorporated. And uh, she was uh, she was talking about having to pay bills, and instead of saying, I've got to pay the utilities, she said, and I get to pay my utilities. Actually, she said it, and I get to pay my utilities. And I just got such a big grin on my face. And I thought, you know, I'm going to share that story a little bit. And it dovetails in with something else that just recently popped into my Facebook feed. So I guess today's theme is going to be words that begin with G. The letter G. Gosh, now I sound like Sesame Street. Brought to you by the letter G. I first heard this concept, the one that my client shared back with me. Um, I think, I believe it came from a sermon at church many, many years ago. Um, goodness, I would say back in the 90s. And it was 
with the idea or with with two words got and get got and get only one letter difference and it was it was a sermon uh, that that tied in with the concept of tithing which for Christians and uh, uh, for people who are Jewish that it is uh, the idea that you give 10% of your income uh, to God. You give it, give 10% to church. That's your tithe. And, and offerings are on top of that. And the idea is between got and get has to do with attitude. And that are you a cheerful giver whenever you give? So some people look at that and they're writing out their check uh, or putting the money in the envelope and say, well, I've got to give to church. And that kind of gives the impression of some drudgery. I don't want to do this. I could have spent this money on something else. I've got to give it. And the pastor challenged the congregation to say, you know what, change the word to get and see what happens. I get to give to church. That means I have a privilege to do that, as opposed to just an obligation. And you can really apply that into a lot of situations. And when you get to give, it is more of that true freedom of choice. So if somebody comes in, let's say where you're working, it's 10 minutes till the end of work and somebody arrives and there's a problem and you know it's going to take more than 10 minutes. <sighs> well, I got to I got to work, I got to wait on them. I've got to go figure out what's wrong. Well, that kind of gives, you know, that that negative connotation or it's this person's come in at the last minute. I get to help them. I get the opportunity to help somebody who otherwise wouldn't get the help because in 10 minutes the doors would have been locked. This particular person that I met with yesterday, we were talking some time ago, would have been back in the summer, about bills. And she was saying, well, I've got to pay my utilities. I've got to pay my car insurance. I've got to pay my property taxes. I've got to pay this. And I just don't have enough money. And it's like, okay, I get that. You know, a lot of times bills kind of stack up together. And all of a sudden, you know, if you don't have a good solid plan or you don't have consistent income, then, you know, that, that throws a wrench in it. But I, I talked with her about the idea of changing it from got to get. And a way of thinking of that is you get to pay utilities because you've got a house. Not everybody has a house. Not everybody gets to pay utilities because they live in a homeless shelter or they live on the street or they've had their utilities disconnected. And you still have utilities. You still have water flowing to your house. You, you still have sewer flowing away from your house. You still have 
you know, electricity coming where somebody else may not have the electricity. You get to pay utilities because you have these services coming to you. And you get to pay property taxes because you actually own property. If you did not own any property and simply rented from a landlord, then you, you know, you wouldn't have to pay property taxes, but because you have saved and have purchased, you get to pay property taxes. Now, I'm not saying whether your property taxes are too high or not, you know, that's the, that's not the point here. But getting to pay helps you to appreciate what you have. And that's kind of what the pastor was saying. You get to give. So that just tickled me whenever she used the word get and smiled and looked at me to see if I saw where she had made that that comment. And when we talked about it, she said, yeah, that made sense. And it's working. It's working for her to change that. This dovetails in now to the uh, the little thing that came across my Facebook feed. And let me pull it up because my phone timed out. And l- let me read it. And, it. and again, it applies here. I heard someone say, don't cross oceans for people who wouldn't cross a puddle for you. Okay, let me pause there. I've heard that phrase too. And I thought, okay, yeah. You know, if if you're in a relationship with somebody and it's completely one-sided, yeah, there's there needs to be, if it's a relationship that needs to have balance, then yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Don't cross oceans. Don't do extreme things when somebody else isn't willing to, to lift a finger. It's a, it ties in with appreciation of what a person gets and joining in. Now let me continue. Which, excuse me, which I thought was good advice. But then someone else spoke up and said, No, do it. Do cross oceans for people. Love all people. No conditions attached. No wondering whether or not they are worthy. Cross oceans. Climb mountains. Life and love isn't about what you gain. It's about what you give. And I changed my mind. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's not at all about, per se, the balance of a relationship. Sometimes a relationship is out of balance for a legitimate reason. Sometimes it's out of balance because this other person is injured or wounded or damaged or broken from various things in life. And in those cases, it's not about what you're going to get back. It's kind of like gift giving. If you give a gift, is it conditional? Are you expecting something in return? Well, sometimes that's the case. You know, um, at work, we always have a Christmas party. And we, uh, we 
go to a, a, a restaurant that kind of has like a back room that where we, you know, can have our, our, our party and, and have fun and not disturb the other restaurant patrons. And we'll have a gift exchange. Sometimes we play Dirty Santa where you steal, you know, the gift from the other people. That's always, that seems to always be pretty fun. But in order to play, you have to bring a gift. It's not really giving. It's an exchange. And, you know, when you think about, you know, going to a family Christmas party, if you haven't drawn names... Well, even, you know, some people like, you know, in the last year at our family, big family Christmas, we drew names for the adults rather than buying a gift for everybody. And that, that was, that was kind of neat. That was, that was good there, you know. Um, But when you give gifts, are you expected or is, you know, is that the standard that if you're going to receive a gift, you better have one to give? That's an exchange. That's not a gift. A gift, in a way, is when you do something or give something for somebody with nothing expected in return, except maybe appreciation. But not always that. There's, you know, sometimes the best giving is really when you, you give and it's anonymous and the person doesn't know. And no one knows. It's just the giving. You know, I feel good about that kind of giving. And, you know, I don't know if I, how often I do it or in what ways. I just know there's times where maybe I'm giving of my time. Maybe I'm giving of, you know, what I know how to do. Maybe I'm giving financially. Maybe I'm giving somebody something that I don't need anymore. I know of a person who is uh, going through a real rough time and was needing to get some furniture. And the, the word went out, and this person was given, just flat out given some beautiful, lightly used furniture. Nothing in return. It wasn't a sale, but it was so very much appreciated. So let's go back to what this what this little thing is and and kind of let me read over the whole thing. I heard someone say don't cross oceans for people who wouldn't cross a puddle for you, which I thought was good advice. But then someone else spoke up and said, "No. Do it. Do cross oceans for people." You know, crossing an ocean is not something you just, you know, that's a big event. I don't, you know, in in the old days, that was huge. That was like the impossible task. Now, we can hop on an airplane and do it, but you know what? It's not something where you just say, oh, I think I'm just going to go across the ocean today. No, it's still something vast. Do cross oceans for people. Love all people, not just those who love you back. Love the unlovable. Love people who have been hurt and are scared to love. I see that a lot. I see that a lot in what in my work. 
people who are wounded, people who are afraid to open up, people who are terrified to trust. And you know what? You just need to love them anyway. You need to appreciate them anyway. You need to demonstrate and prove to them that when something good happens, it doesn't necessarily demand something back in return. Demonstrate that there are good people. Love all people. No conditions attached. No conditions attached. Just give the love. No, no wondering whether or not they are worthy. Let, if, if that's one that you kind of struggle with, giving to people who aren't worthy, I guess my question would be, are any of us worthy of anything? Yeah, there's some people look pretty good from the outside, but then you may find that they're truly rotten to the core. <laughs> and are they really rotten to the core, or have they just made some really bad decisions? Maybe decisions that really bother you. But maybe it was something that they learned or were taught wasn't that bad because they saw it. Maybe they grew up in it. You know, some families, kids are raised where drug use is the norm. Some families are raised where profanity is in every sentence. Some families, kids grow up where stealing is taught and encouraged. Some families, kids are brought up where exploitation of others, or maybe they were exploited. Maybe they went through, you know, what we're finding out more and more has been in the hidden element of our society of, of sex trafficking, human trafficking. And how they react then after such a thing. Maybe we would be tempted to say, I don't know if these people are worthy. You know, we all have certain offenses that offend us so much that our answer is, you know, kill the person. But you know what? This little phrase here says, love all people, no conditions attached. No wondering whether or not they are worthy. They're a human soul. They're a lost human soul in some cases. And lost people need to be found. Lost people need to be found. There's a parable that Jesus talked about that was about a shepherd who had a hundred sheep and one was lost. And he left the 99 to find the lost one. And that story's referenced as, you know, that, that's a good shepherd. That's a good shepherd. He do, just doesn't automatically assume, well, you know, you're going to lose a few. No. That's what a ranch hand may do who doesn't have that personal investment in the sheep. But the shepherd, shepherd says no. No wondering whether or not they're worthy. Cross oceans, climb mountains. I love this last sentence. 
Life in love isn't about what you gain. There's that G word. It's not about what you gain. Unless it's feeling good about it as a result. Life and love isn't about what you gain. It's about what you give. It's about what you give. There was a person years and years ago who was very good with money and very good with investing. Didn't like to spend like to save and invest. I never got to know him, but the sense that I got from other people was that he was not a giver. Not necessarily a taker, but more of a keeper. And lived pretty much just by himself. And over time, accumulated great wealth. But you never would have guessed by his interactions, nor would you have guessed by his lifestyle. And when he died, everything that he had amassed was given to others But there was a sadness with it because this person's intention was not necessarily to give. It was just to keep. Life and love isn't about gain or keeping. It's about what you give. Sometimes you're giving a smile. Sometimes you're giving a helping hand. Sometimes you're giving holding open a door. Some of those things we want to have as common courtesy, so common in our society that demonstrates a joyful politeness in our society or a joyful politeness that you display in in what you try to demonstrate for others. And sometimes it's, it's looking around your house and saying, do I really need this? Could I bless somebody else with it? Not just sell it, but could I bless somebody else with it? Life and love isn't about what you gain. It's about what you give. Gain and give. Got and get. Just some G words that I want you to think about today. All right, folks. It's time for me to get on to other morning things. So I hope you have a fantastic day. Enjoy the change in the weather. Break out the flannel. I wore flannel last night. Sitting outside, and I tell you, I was getting a little cold even with the flannel. So, you know, enjoy. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. No, today is not Thursday. Wait a minute. What is today? Today is Friday. So I won't talk to you tomorrow. It's it's the the 4th of October, not the 3rd. Gosh, I don't know what day it is. (laughs) So I will meet you again for some coffee on Monday. Have a great one. Take care. Bye-bye.